Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk podcast. It's the goal of the Res Talk podcast to communicate some late breaking news and thoughtful insights into a broad array of topics in the rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings to the broad array of stakeholders in the ResNet ecosystem. The ResTalk podcast is one of the new ways ResNet will communicate with all stakeholders. And speaking of stakeholders, today we'll be talking about the Suppliers Advisory Board. So ResNet has a big role in the home energy ecosystem, of course, and part of the role is to give a voice to the variety of organizations involved to coordinate this voice. Now, some of these organizations are suppliers of materials and equipment essential to the management and control of energy and other factors in homes. So today in the podcast, we have staff member Ryan Mears joining us to describe why ResNet formed the Suppliers Advisory Board, or SAB for short, go over some of the activities and the benefits to organizations that do join. One of the key benefits is data, lots of rich data. It's called a Supplier Intelligence Report. It provides insights into trends in building practices. And these insights are often delivered with state and regional variations to really give all the different members of the Suppliers Advisory Board some insights into what's really going on in home construction. Some of the other benefits include a booth at the annual conference, webinars, and access to something called a HERS Affiliate Training Course, which provides suppliers, representatives, and sales staff with an understanding of how ResNet's home energy rating systems work. I've given you a big preview here, but I would like you to listen in in our conversation on this podcast with Ryan to talk about the Suppliers Advisory Board. How are you doing this morning, Ryan? Good. Thanks, Bill. How are you? Great. Thank you. So today we're talking Supplier Advisory Board. So when did this come about? When did ResNet start doing this and what's it all about? So it's been around for a few years now and it got started because suppliers, manufacturers are a big part of the energy efficiency industry and ResNet created the Supplier Advisory Board to give them a voice as part of the home energy rating industry. And it also includes a representative on the ResNet board. So it's not just a committee of ResNet. It, they are represented on the ResNet board. Currently, Kurt Rich from the North American Insulation Manufacturers Association, or NEMA, is the representative of the SAB on the ResNet board. Of the entire SAB, all the members. So Yep. So the members elect a chairperson, and that chair is the representative also on the ResNet board. And like you said, suppliers have to be part of this because we're talking about a physical thing about impacting the energy efficiency change on homes, measuring it, impacting it, materials, things like that. So the equipment, there has to be suppliers involved in the process and they want to tune into this. So what would you say are some of the highlight benefits that a member of the supplier advisory board would get? So one of the newer benefits is what we call a supplier intelligence report. And this is data from the registry. So we've got, there's been over two and a half million homes that have received HERS ratings. So we have a significant amount of data in the ResNet buildings registry, and we're able to pull that data and look at things like insulation values across different building envelope components and window U value and, and solar heat gain coefficients. We can also look at duct leakage and envelope leakage and equipment efficiency. So there's a number of data points we can look at, and we've 
currently provided data reports on 23 states to our SAB members. And they can look at these things and see what are the trends in different types of building practices across states. And at least for homes that are being HERS rated, of those 23 states, about 20 of them are the states that have received the top 20 in terms of the number of ratings they're doing each year. So it's a lot of data to go through. And I think one of the real benefits that suppliers see in being able to call through that data and see how it impacts their products and their product lines. Do you pull this together? Or is it done by a different committee or group? Or are you involved with this deeply? Yeah. So I'm the one who does the majority of the analysis and puts together the presentations on that data. I am the ResNet staff person that oversees the supplier advisory board. So I'm deeply involved with what the SAB wants to do and interacting with members and providing them with the benefits that they get with being a member of the SAB. In looking at the data, anything lately strike you as surprising or something that you think a supplier might not know about? We find some interesting data points, and one of them is, one of the things we look at is the use of continuous insulation. As the energy codes have advanced, there's more requirements for continuous insulation in many climate zones. And one of the things that we're seeing is there's, there are some states that are definitely have adopted the continuous insulation and others where instead of using continuous insulation, they're going to a two by six wall and using, say, an R19 or R20 bat in the wall. So that's an interesting data point to see that in in certain states, they've adopted the continuous insulation and others, they're opting to go the cavity route and just increase the stud depth. You previewed with me some of the slides because you do discuss this at the conference. And that's another benefit of forest suppliers. I understand that they get some advantages to attending the annual conference. That's right. Yeah. So they get a complimentary 10 by 10 booth in the Expo Hall at the ResNet conference. They also receive three complimentary full conference passes for the ResNet conference. Actually, at this year's conference in New Orleans, we invited a number of HERS raters. So at the conference, we'll do a usually a two-hour SAB meeting because we find that a lot of the SAB members are already going to be attending the conference. So we plan a meeting around that, typically the day before the conference starts. And this year, we invited a number of raters and HERS raters and also ResNet providers, training and quality assurance providers, to come and talk with the SAB members about a number of kind of key industry topics. So we talked about net zero homes and labor shortages. And I think most importantly, we talked about how can suppliers and raters better collaborate in the field in terms of energy efficient homes. They learn from each other. Can we connect our raters with the regional and local staff of these different suppliers and SAB members so that they can better interact with in the field and learn from each other And I think that it was a well-received meeting. I think we're going to actually do it again at the conference coming up in February in Scottsdale as a way for suppliers to begin interacting and networking more with the raters that are on the ground because raters are that link to builders. And often builders will look to raters for recommendations on product types or specific products. So we think that there's a benefit there in in having that network. It seems like a pretty unique kind of... uh construct to this whole thing. It it seems to have pretty high value, I would say, for a supplier to look at this. Yeah, I think it does. And we've had many of the SAB members have returned year after year. So I think that they do see a benefit in being connected with ResNet and being able to access the wealth of data that we have within the building's registry and also being able to 
develop that network with HERS raiders that are on the ground and the uh, really doing the work and also reporting back to them. If they, HERS raiders, I've found often have insight into what products work well and what products don't and how certain products could be changed to be much more effective or a lot easier to install perhaps. So having that feedback loop from the raiders in the field that are seeing this, what's going on back to the suppliers is very beneficial. Yeah, a lot of companies talk about voice of the customer and you really provide the forum through which they can gain the voice of the customer. The customer really is the builder slash raider who's installing and recommending these products. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I, and you'd share with me some of the slides from this past year's presentation of the Supplier Advisory Board, and I would imagine those are sort of kept private to that group because of the value and everything. But one thing I saw was interesting was on-site power production. That's actually a trend or a data point that you're tracking there, and that seems to have some pretty good increases in the last few years. Is that true? Yeah, there's been some fairly significant growth in on-site power production. And for our purposes, we'll just say it's really solar PV. And the cost coming down is a huge influence on that. And it's been something of interest to the SAB members in large part because there's within the energy code, there's concerns of trading off envelope value for uh, solar to meet the energy code on a performance basis. So there's not only interest from the solar industry, but also from insulation manufacturers that are concerned that they could see some of their product reduced in place of uh, solar when you talk about total performance. Are there any architects or builders part of the supplier? Or is that something different? In the past, I believe we did have some builders that were part of the SAB. We don't currently have any builders that are SAB members, but certainly architects or builders. We've also had some of our providers have also been members of the SAB in the past as well. It's not just material or product suppliers. It could also be any number of service providers within the HERS industry that could join. And I think they would see benefit to that as well. We currently have 15 members that are on the SAB. Got it. And I also noted a lot of the data was regional for climate influences and probably availability materials and even some legislation. Like it talked about the AFUE and SEER rating. That is also one of the trends that's tracked by the SAB. So the equipment itself, actually. That's right. Yeah. And I think that bring up another point, which is important that with this data, many of the supplier advisory board members are active within certain states in terms of energy code adoption or energy code compliance. And they can take this data and use it. And it's already been used in a number of states. And because they can look at the data and see how HERS rated homes are being built and bring that into a code adoption process where there may be an argument that insulation values need to be reduced because it's too expensive or builders can't meet that requirement. And if you can show data on thousands of homes that have been built in that state within the last year or so, that there's thousands upon thousands of homes that are being built that way. It really helps to eliminate the argument of weakening energy codes. Absolutely. Wow. So the another talk about voice of the customer, there's also the ability to interact at the conference. Are there events or social things that the suppliers can get involved in? I'm assuming some suppliers might be listening to this and wondering what's it all about. So could you explain sort of the physical context that can come? Yeah. So aside from the two-hour meeting that we'll do annually at the conference, there's a networking reception where supplier advisory board members can come and network with the ResNet board members which I think is also they found to be beneficial in being able to interact with the ResNet board. And they can also, we have a number of receptions at the conference, including one that's in the expo hall 
and which gives the SAB members the opportunity to network with other suppliers that are there and also with a number of HERS raters and providers that attend the conference. They also do get recognition as a ResNet conference sponsor if they're an SAB member. And so we focused a lot on the benefits to the company, the supplier, the potential supplier coming, but a lot of people listen to the podcast are raiders or providers themselves. What do you see in the flip side coming to them, coming back to the raiders and providers? One of the benefits actually that we haven't talked about yet is that SAB members also, we will also host a webinar for them. And we've done a number of these already. And those are educational webinars. We ask them not to make it entirely specific just to a product. We ask it that it be an educational webinar. And that's something that we will put out to all of our members. We have an email distribution list of about 8,000, including all of our rater and provider members. And so they're, it's an education opportunity for them because the often within these SAB member companies, there's a wealth of knowledge very deep expertise in the whatever product category they're developing. And so there's the ability for them to really educate on some very specific topics related to their products. Absolutely. And also one of the benefits too, I think you're inviting some of them to come onto the podcast and some of them have already done that to sort of have a different way of communicating and getting into the mind space of the people in the ResNet ecosystem. So that's another benefit if you consider it such. Yeah, we've had a couple that have taken advantage of that. It's a different way to reach the ResNet audience and one that they've also seen the value in using this forum to also educate raters and providers. So there's an aspect here called the HERS affiliate. How does that work? And is that something afforded, a benefit is afforded to a supplier advisory board member? Yes, it is. And so the supplier advisory board, one of the things that a couple of years ago they recognized was there was a need to be able to educate their field staff on what a HERS rating is. And so initially, this was developed as the HERS associate. And after the HERS associate was put together, it started, the HERS associate went through our training providers. So any of our training providers that wanted to offer it were able to offer the HERS associate course. And many of them have had success in offering that course. It gets into the details of what a HERS rating is, the building science behind HERS ratings. And allows the student to achieve the HERS associate designation without becoming a full-fledged HERS rater. So after that was out and some of our SAB members took that course, they felt there was maybe it was a little bit too in-depth in terms of building science, especially for their field staff who did not have engineering backgrounds or were not that engaged in terms of building science. The HERS affiliate course was the next one. The HERS affiliate is the first course to be loaded into the new ResNet online training portal. So for SAB members, that one of their benefits is their field staff and any of their employees can go and take the HERS affiliate course. It's nine modules. It's less than two hours in length. There's a short quiz at the end of it, and it gives an overview of what a HERS rating is, what ResNet is, how HERS ratings work, the inspection process. And it gets into some of the building science, but not at a real in-depth level, just kind of goes over some of the basics that of building science that go into HERS ratings. And that is one of the benefits also. And it helps their field staff to be able to communicate with builders and their customers as to what a HERS rating is, how their products impact the HERS index score. Interesting. It gives sort of the background to the subject matter. That's a great thing to do. Probably helps people feel more confident in doing their work and results in better activities that are coincident with the supplier and ResNet desires and goals. So we didn't talk about, in case someone doesn't know, 
who you are and what you do. Maybe we just give a little quick overview about your role in ResNet and your sort of a little bit about your background in case someone's new to Ryan. <laughs> yep. So I'm the program director for ResNet. I've been with ResNet for a little over two years now. I kind of lead a number of initiatives and the supplier advisory board being one of them, also leading the work on HERS H2O for the whole house water efficiency rating, as well as a number of initiatives on the real estate sector, like getting her ratings auto-populated into real estate listings and the appraiser portal, getting appraisers to understand and value energy efficiency through a HERS rating. I have a bachelor's degree in architecture from the Savannah College of Art and Design and have spent most of the last 14 years or so in energy efficiency, building codes, energy policy, at the state and federal level, as well as with a number of nonprofits. Sounds like you're a perfect fit for the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're probably doing a lot of self-definition as you go. I've seen a lot of new things coming in the last, say, three to five years from ResNet. That's one of the things is probably bringing you on board and a lot of the programs and activities that you've really got rolling here. So congratulations. Thanks. It's a dynamic industry for sure. It is. It's a pretty focused topic we're talking here, the Supplier Advisory Board, but I think it's an important one to get out there. But any points we missed? I think we've really covered just about everything. The SAB is, I think, a great benefit. And I think that a number of the members that have come back year over year show that there's benefit to being a member of the SAB. There's a website. There's actually an About SAB link, which I'll put in the show notes, but it's resonet.us slash about slash SAB. If anyone out there wants to learn a little bit more about it, the black and white is there on that page. That's where to go. There, The application is on there as well as the outline of the benefits. And a list of the current members too. So it's all public information. Nothing's mysterious here. So I'm just going to rattle off the list of current members while I got it here in front of me. APA. I don't know who APA is. The Engineered Wood Association. Ah, very good. Okay. So we got a number of others. You all can go look at it on the page. Certainty, Covestro, Ingusal Rand, Johns Manville Insulation Institute, LP Building Products, Owens Corning, Panasonic Ventilation, and Quiet Cool, Advanced Whole House Fans. There's a number of companies that are involved in that and see the value in becoming a supplier member. And, and also for those listening who aren't suppliers, but are raiders or providers or builders or anyone else, I can assume you would be the channel to the supplier advisory board, if so? Yep. So anyone that has questions about being an SAB member or if they're interested in seeing a sample of some of the data, we also did a webinar on it. They can get in contact with me, ryan at resnet.us, and I can point them in the direction of some of the materials that are out there for the SAB. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you coming on today, covering this topic. I think it's an important one to cover. You definitely filled in a couple gaps in my knowledge about it. And I think it's a good thing that Resonance created this advisory board to share the information, get the voice of the customer and, and get the feedback channels going. So congratulations again. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Bill. You're welcome. Take care, Ryan. And everyone else who's listening, we hope to have you back again to listen to the Res Talk podcast. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this podcast where Ryan described to us the Supplier's Advisory Board. If you like what you listened to, what you heard, you might want to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by going into the typical podcast apps and looking for ResTalk, R-E-S-T-A-L-K, and hitting the subscribe button. That way you'll get all the new episodes as soon as they launch. You can also listen in your browser by following links at resnet.us forward slash professional. Here's a quote or thought for today. Real sustainable community change requires the initiative and engagement of community members. 
That's by Helene D. Gale. So we talked a lot about community engagement, cooperation with the Suppliers Board, Suppliers Advisory Board, and you can see that ResNet is really taking on that role head on. If you're interested in feeding back to ResNet what you heard here today or would like to hear a new topic covered or just have a general question, please send an email to info at resnet, R-E-S-N-E-T, U-S. You can also find ResNet on Facebook or Twitter, Twitter handle at ResNetUS. Well, thanks a lot for listening. We hope you got something out of this recent podcast here talking about the Suppliers Advisory Board. Take care, everyone. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the ResTalk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn, produced by Brian Orr, and is a production of ResNet, the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk.